the hell is this? <laughs> what did I walk into? I'm playing the song for you. What is it? It's called The Order of Death by Public Image. Oh, you don't even waste any time. People, this is what I hear on the, the word on the street is, I like that show, but it's too much about death. He always brings up death. But how amazing is this song? But th- look, this is, you're jumping right to it. We're already listening, are losing listeners for this week. They're like, oh, how predictable. This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get. I feel like this is my mood. Explain that a bit more. <sighs> well, I don't know. It's like I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not in a sad mood. I'm not in a happy mood. I'm in a oh, contemplative Contemplative. Mood? Contemplative. Is there a different? I think you can put the emphasis anywhere. Yeah, no, I don't right? think you can. You don't think I can? No. Let's look. All right, ready? Pause yeah. that. Contemplative. But that's British. So that's allowed then. Oh. Contemplative. What? Contemplative. Contemplative. <laughs> well, I'm wrong. <laughs> Impossible, I know. How could I ever be wrong about anything? So yeah, I'm in a very contemplative... Now I can't say it, right? Contemplative mood? Contemplative. What the hell? This I've never heard it pronounced like this in my life. <laughs> it's, the sa- it's the same reason why people say butt naked. Contemplative buck naked because right it kind of makes sense butt and you're naked with your butt out but it's buck naked and then this is like i'm contemplating so i'm contemplative well thank you for defending my idiocy it's not necessary uh you were right oh, i I'm was always wrong there for you i was i was wrong note this it'll be the only time yep 6 25 p.m on december 27th 2020 what show number is this? 104. Episode 104. It took 104 shows for me to be wrong on something that yeah. I will feel shame for surely in the middle of the night. Yeah. Good. We'll teach you not to be wrong. Anyway, so I'm in this contemplative mood. I'm doing this puzzle that's really interesting that I got for Christmas. Um, listening to music. Also watching Jersey Shore again for some reason. Yeah, what are you punishing yourself? Well, what season? Hmm? What season? Three. Ugh. Yeah, they're back. So they went. They were there in Jersey the first season, and then they went to Miami, and now they're back in Jersey, which is kind of interesting because everybody knows who they are now, and when they walk around outside people are yelling for them and they know who they are whereas you know the first season nobody knew and then the second season when they in miami it wasn't really an issue there but anyway i don't know why i'm watching that i think i'm interested in like the maybe the conflict and it seems so silly so much of it maybe you're longing for a life where you just don't give a shit 
Like, I'm here. I'm doing this thing. I don't give a shit. I'm me. I'm always me. I'm the snook. Well, I mean, they do give a shit, Snook though. on this. She never said that. Oh, she said that. She should have said she it. She was snooking for love. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it's really it really gets dark in season four when they go to Italy. That gets really dark because Mike's on drugs. I mean, they're always not doing coke and stuff, but Mike's on drugs. He bangs his head into that cement wall. And then Snooky and her now husband, but then boyfriend, uh, get in this crazy weird fight. It's like, ugh, it's like really dirty and intense that season. I wouldn't know. I think I tried to watch a few episodes once and I can't, I can't do it. Oh, I got really into it. Like when it was on, I really liked it. It was just, trashy. I love it. I, I just it. watched Forged in Fire. Yeah. Your blade <laughs> will keel. Ooh. This is what the judge says after he slices up a dead pig that's just racked. That's racked. It's each one of its legs is being pulled in different directions by a rope. And he slices into it and stabs it and cuts it in half. And uh-huh. then, he, then he looks at the contestant and says, Your blade will keel. And then. Keel? Yeah. With is it K E E? No, he's saying kill, but then apparently at some point, uh, he has an accent, and then at some point, he started saying, he's actually saying keel, K-E-A-L, for keep everyone alive. No. Yeah, I don't know if there was real backlash that came into play, because the whole thing is, he's busting up a ballistic dummy where guts, fake guts and blood are spraying everywhere. It's drenching his face as he's, he's destroying this thing. And then he says, your blade will keel, keep everyone alive with the idea, you know, if somebody bad comes, then you can keep everyone else alive by killing them. It still doesn't work because you are killing that person. But yeah, I don't hide. Your blade will keel. The whole show is about murdering something. Uh-huh. It's not like just for the art of it. Well, I mean, that could certainly be part of it. There's some beauty in these blades. Okay, but it has to have uh, functionality. I mean, the art is not the most important thing. Someone's aesthetically pleasing knife will lose if it doesn't keel. Okay. Keep everyone alive. You're never... And also alive is one word, so it doesn't... So many flaws in this. Keep everyone... Alive. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I did not, I just put that together. You could rewind it 30 seconds and listen to my thought process. Well, this is a show. This is a show where you can learn some things, unlike You're Jersey right. Shore. I don't know what I'm wasting my time with Jersey Shore for when I could be watching things like Storage Wars. Well, no, Storage Wars is a totally different thing. Storage Wars is fake. Yep. Yep. Get out of here. That's your catchphrase, you chump. Yep, when you're bidding on a a locker. Yep, yep. Come on. Oh, what about that tattoo show? Well, hold on. Storage Wars is set up. Forged in ink or whatever. Storage Wars is absolutely false. So don't bring this into play. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. I went into the wrong genre. Maybe you're thinking Pawn Stars. Hilarious because it's a play on porn stars. You know, there's some history thrown in there. You learn some things. The bald guy thinks he's the smartest. I should be hosting. Also fake. Yeah. I mean, those things are set up in advance. They're all set up in advance to an extent. Hey, you know, just just so you're bringing in this antique rings. Just so happens I have a antique ring guy. Let me give him a call. Jim. 
Because think about it otherwise. I wish they would do reality TV as real. And you would just sit there and wait. Well, Jim's not available till uh, three days from now. Yeah. So just hang out. Oh, uh, I got to pick up my daughter from school. Can I, uh, when, can we make an appointment or something? But if you want to learn about Napoleon's sword, the sword that was taller than Napoleon himself, that's not true. But these guys, they'll give you a little history lesson and then they have to go home and forge a Napoleon sword. Meanwhile, oh. you've got Snooky being punched in the face. Oh my God, that was a great one. Was it? I mean, the violence against Snooky was great. Well, it was just interesting. I mean, in theory, but when it's a man punching her. It was horrible. That guy was horrible. Yeah, and where was the Napoleon situation was five, then? Six. Where was Meathead then? Who's the who's the biggest Meathead one? Ronnie. What's his name? Prosciutto. No, so there's hey, well, okay, so Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie's the biggest, like the biggest one. Yeah, he be, he should be called Prosciutto. Where is he? Oh, big tough man, big slab of meat. Oh, they all, but he's short. Oh. but then all of them like puffed up like animals after like and then you know he was being arrested immediately and they all were just like you know yeah but this this man punched snook and they didn't do anything they just talked a big game at that point but they didn't go attack him they were all attacking him and then the police arrested him did they actually attack him i thought it was all getting in his face and breathing in deep so your lungs were filled not like that no they were like i think i think the guy was like trying to get out of the bar and get out, you know, so that he wouldn't be busted. But then the shore is so, is such like a, I don't know. Landfill. Like place for degenerates. Yeah. <laughs> Their cops are just like all around the boardwalk ready to bust up fights or to whatever. So. Yeah. Easy to posture. Prosciutto. Big prosciutto at that point. Why are you calling him that? Are you thinking of situation? No, I'm thinking of him because I'm just thinking of a big slab of meat that hangs from a you hook. No, somebody, one of the, he, he was playing a game on the boardwalk and they called him um, Muscles Maranade. I always liked that. Who called him that? The guy working the game, whatever, like one of those carnival games. Muscles Maranade. I'm surprised he didn't get angry and show his strength at that point by busting in that guy's face. You call me what? Well, this is the thing about the characters on the Jersey Shore. They are, they, on the surface, it is garbage television. But then once you sort of get to know them a little bit, it's it's more interesting on a psychological level. Like Ronnie, the Ronnie and Sammy stuff is painful to watch because it's just such toxic. Was she the prettiest one? She was. Yeah, with like the beautiful legs or whatever. I don't know about her legs, but I just know oh, okay. that she was maybe the prettiest one. She had the legs of a thoroughbred. No, well, that's disgusting. Oh, I don't. I, I don't want to. Oh, f- I think horses have beautiful legs. They have like hot, beautiful, shiny, weird, muscly legs. Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, hot, shiny, muscly legs that I don't <laughs> covered in fur. Yeah. And I think but it the, doesn't look like fur. It's so sleek. And I think of the way horses just poop as they walk. They don't stop. So now I think of Sammy just walking along with her horse legs taking dumps. Without well, that's slowing, interesting. Without but anyway, down. so you find out stuff about their families, you know, and you and I, you know, know about Ronnie's family and how his mother's an alcoholic and um, sort of and, and I wonder what like Sammy's upbringing was like because she does have that little girl voice horror, you know, like weird. I don't know. I'm just interested. It's it's interesting to to guess what's going on underneath the surface. 
And also to do a puzzle and not pay that much of attention. And then why don't they explore this stuff? It should be Jersey Shore goes to therapy. Yeah, well, I think once they started to settle down, they still tried to make a show and it wasn't as good. You know, yeah, it was because like people like watching this gross train wreck. This is the look if it was something exploiting them, whatever they signed up for it. But the problem is people strive for it at that point. They watch the show. And it's like, I want to be like that instead of it was it was what happened with my sweet 16. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be look at these spoiled fucking brats throwing a fit because they got the Range Rover and they didn't want that color. Uh, yeah. And then I had the tan interior instead of the black. Yeah, you're supposed to be absolutely horrified by this and then what happens is people oh yeah and then you have girls mimicking the the people on the show and that's Mm -hmm. what happened with jersey shore and it's you know i can't blame those people i guess i just blame society and you wonder why Uh, i'm a misanthrope at times it's this and people striving to be an old banana peel in a landfill if you put a if you said here's a banana peel there's a channel dedicated to it we found it in this landfill and a person had the ability to turn into a banana peel that could be on TV constantly. They would do it. I'll make that choice. I'll be Yeah, that. especially if they have the banana peel like going into exclusive clubs and eating with celebrities sitting at the sitting in the But you're the you're making you're Robert make, Downey Jr. And you're making it too glamorous though. I mean, this would this then for sure people would do it, but this is a banana peel that doesn't move. It just has seagulls oh. flying over it, shitting on it. No, but then uh, the it's, track- not, it's not exciting. There's nothing about that that you want. No, like, that's no Jersey Shore. No, it's no, what you talked about where it's like you get to like not give a shit. No, people are getting exactly what they want. They get to be on TV and they get to be known. That's all they really want ultimately in the end. And there's an easy path into it. If you can just be an idiot, a moron, and you don't have to have talent or be creative, that's why people will act like that. I can be that, that stupid too. And then I can mm. be famous. Uh, that's all people really want. And sure, you put the banana peel, and I like the concept of the show where the banana peel goes around and just sits on a celebrity's hope chest. <laughs> or maybe a celebrity wipes their butt with it. And then people no, say, No, why don't you have to make it appealing in some way? Like, there's some. You're missing, appeal. You're missing the point, Autumn. The point is, people, there's no, you don't need the but appeal. But there is appeal when you watch garbage. There's no, no, there's zero appeal. I who wants that to live that life? Who wants to live that life? Be in the prosciutto. Because you don't necessarily want to be them. But at least for me, you know, you start to understand people's arguments against each other. You know, like at, at one point you're you're against Sammy. And then the next minute you kind of feel bad for her. You know, it's all that psychological. It's like all of that um social uh, um not social issues, but maybe just socialize. Maybe that's what I am getting from it is that people are hanging out and partying. And I want to hang out. That's what I said from the get go that these people are living the life that you want to, you wish you could live with no responsibility. So we've come full circle. Um, You just needed to find something to hang your hat on that you were right about. It only took 16 minutes, but (laughs) But we got there talking about a decades-old show or 15-year-old show or whatever it is at this point. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. I am presenting this week's topic, which 
I'm surprised we didn't do it last year, and maybe it seems a little too obvious, but it's New Year's Eve. I feel as though it's fitting this year because everyone is really looking forward to the new year. So we can also say the new year. Last year we did a show that was New Year's, wasn't resolutions, but I don't remember what it was called. Something about like cleaning out Greg's (laughs) bed. We tied it to my closet, which then led Mm -hmm. to the bed episode later because I had all the stuff in my closet. But uh, New Year, New Year purging last year, right? Resetting, getting rid of things in your life. But you know, this year, this this year is just going to be New Year's Eve mostly, which leads into the new year. But I feel as though um, there's a more there's a little more weight to it because everyone is sick of 2020. They want 2020 to be over. They think that suddenly 2021 is going to be completely different immediately, and it's not going to be. Uh, But you know, if there's a beacon of hope, if that's what people need to remain simple and basic in their thoughts of how the world really works, then let's let them have it. Take your New Year's Eve, have your celebration, socially distanced, uh, complain about how you can't hang out with all your friends and do jello shots this year, get through it and think that suddenly you'll wake up on January 1st, 2021, and everything will have reset and it'll be back to the way it was. Uh, lie to yourself for a little bit until you realize that's not actually what's happening and then cope in whatever mechanism that you need to cope with that you said you would give up as a New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah, it feels like this New Year's Day is the ultimate tomorrow. You know, like people go to bed like, ugh, tomorrow's going to be like today was horrible. I had a horrible day today. I'm going to go to bed early just so that I can wake up and it's the next day and it's not today anymore. I feel like that's what people feel like this New Year's Day is going to be like. And I think that, that most people do know that that's not going to be the case. But yeah, look, if it provides hope and it gets you through the ne- through the next day I and mean, the next day. 2020 was pretty fucked up. 2020 was I mean, fucked up for, for yeah. everyone. Uh, and here's the thing with 2020. Some the, people, those fires in Australia. Remember that was real early on. Yeah. But plenty of bad things happened in 2020. The thing is things like these fires, I know in Australia got really bad, but you know, this stuff is happening constantly. It's just people took more note and they liked piling on because their life directly was in a shitty place because of COVID and quarantining and, you know, it just being an election year, no matter which side you're on, adding that kind of stress to it. Yeah. But when you're having your life directly affected, uh, then you take note to the other shitty things happening in the world because it makes you feel better to pile on for some reason. I think I'm piling on. Look how awful this year is. And I don't want to take away what anyone experienced on any level. People's year, years or lives changed during this year. People had to adjust. Normalcy was out the window. Some people had it much, much worse than other people. You know, for me, for example, it's like, yeah, the year sucked. My life was upended like everyone else's. Your routines thrown out the door, stomped on, spat upon, and then set on fire. And then you were forced to eat the ashes and then shit them out. (laughs) Wow. They think that's, you know, the basic. That's That's the best you could get out of 2020 mm-hmm. at that point. Um, you know, my grandmother died this year, not COVID related, but many people had loved ones, people they care about die from COVID. So there's, you know, piling on there and there's no way to really know the amount 
that people had to deal with. I try to keep it in mind, but uh, mm-hmm. I am aware that there are people who had it worse than I did. So be it. Point is, the year sucked for everyone. It doesn't need to be dismissed that, oh, it wasn't as bad for me as it was for other people. I just keep that in mind and say, oh, yeah, I am lucky to an extent. But we're all looking forward uh, to getting this in the past. It's just not going to happen on January 1st. (laughs) Hopefully, um, there won't be as many sort of, I don't want to say like natural disasters. Because like you could say in an election year, if the person was elected that you didn't want, Right. Then you could say like, oh, this year sucked because a couple of, you know, like a handful of these other things happened. Whereas, you know, this year there were a lot of. uh, Not. Yeah. Something things that that uh, affected so many people, obviously globally, but in huge swaths of the earth, not just pandemic wise. But like I said, those fires, all the fires that are in. Uh, like on the West coast up into Canada and uh, what was there a couple of other things? I feel like there was a, was there a tsunami or earthquake? There's always these Japan? things. Here's the thing. Yeah, there are always, so. these yeah, things. There's always something. This is always happening. And most people yeah. say not affecting my life. I get to wake up and do my thing and have my toast and my coffee and then go out with my pals at night and, you know, these things are always happening. It just took a pandemic and everyone's lives getting uprooted for them to then start taking yeah. note for purely selfish reasons. So then they could go just tell other people, oh, it really stinks. What are you? Here's <laughs> the thing with 2020. I, I, it sucked, but I feel as though it reframed things. It put things in a different yeah. perspective. And maybe you're able to take some kind of note on what's actually important to you and weed out some of the shallow things or the superficial things. And I'm not saying that there's not a place for those things. If, if, if life is in a spot where you can go out and just do things for the sake of it and they make you feel good, then by all means, do it. But losing those things doesn't automatically make your life awful. I feel as though right. maybe some people never got to that point where they realized that it wasn't so um, bad without those things. Yeah, those people just bent the rules constantly. Well, so, yeah, some people just threw it out the window. So I'm still doing these things that I want to do yeah. and fine so be it i do think it's you know whatever your thoughts on i mean i bent my i bent the rules too i mean everybody i mean i feel like at first there were when when it was supposed to be like this is going to last two weeks and then we'll be out of it well nobody said that that was that was your own denial i had the same denial i just thought i didn't really think that but that's just what the sort of um premise was going into it saying like you just you know everybody let's just shut down for two weeks and then everything will be better. Uh, but when it, once it started going into, you know, day 200 plus, everybody started to find their own, like, sort started to redefine the rules for themselves. You're like, oh, well, you're not supposed to, we're all supposed to socially distance. We're not supposed to interact with each other. But I came up with this word, my bubble. And my bubble includes these people. And I've decided that I know about what they're doing in their private lives enough to have them hang out inside my house. And other people say, that's totally unacceptable. No one's coming into the house. I'm not going into any, you know what I'm saying? So we've all come up with these sort of uh, boundaries for ourselves. Well, my because mother. Because everyone's tired. My everyone's, mother is, yeah. is, you know, hardcore protecting 
everyone from getting COVID, not exposing other people. But then when it came to the holidays, just come down, just come visit. It's like, so you're setting your own rules and you're, you're setting a different set of rules. She got mad at somebody who was getting in an elevator with her, right? Who wouldn't put on a mask. Yeah. Well, look, I get it. It's a confined space. Yeah, I guess this thing that can be sped, that spread. Uh, anyone who pretends that it's not that big of a deal, it's like I, we're not talking about COVID anyway. I mean, we are in this. I don't want forget it. I'm not going down that path. Okay. Um, the, what I'm saying is, for the most part, I don't like New Year's Eve. I hate the New Year. <laughs> this year is not um, still something I'm looking forward to. This New Year's Eve, just because I can't stand. I don't like the passage of time. We've established this on a previous show. I don't like mm-hmm. the passage of time. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day have always been markers of another year passing and me looking back and not seeing hope for the future, but what I didn't do in this past year and just getting one step closer to death. That's what it represents to me. But setting it up this way for this episode, I actually feel as though this year it's helped me being going through this, reframe shit in my life and say, okay, here are things that are important. Here are things that I want. Um, hopefully I can keep them in place and not let this be a fleeting feeling where once things go back to normal, you just settle in and forget that there are things like relationships with people that you care about and not being able to see those people or be close to those people hmm. sucks. Uh, even though you think you're a person who would rather live in a cave or be Tom Hanks and Castaway. Uh, I don't think that anymore, but at some point in my life I did. And this helped further that for me, where I was moving out of it. It's like, you know what? I, I don't dislike people, at least some people, as much as I thought. And this year, put the new perspective on it. It's like, all right, it, it does kind of stink. And I think using New Year's Eve as a time to reflect, I am approaching it in a way that said, despite this year sucking ass, despite this year being a pile of shit ashes that you have to eat yeah. again after you shit them out the first time. Oh, you do a second round? Well, for some people who had it really bad. Oh, okay. Um, despite all of that, I'm taking something with it and feeling more positive, which I know sounds backwards. Also realizing that it's not going to change immediately. I think that sometimes you just have to keep moving forward, forging ahead step by step. And, you know, a marker in the distance. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice marker. Just like starting a diet on a Monday. You know, it's the same kind of thing. It doesn't really matter. You could start that diet on a Saturday if you wanted or a Wednesday. But it's just a nice starting point. So this New Year's Eve, I will, who knows what I'm going to do? Probably nothing. Nothing that special. Maybe go to sleep before midnight. But I'm using it as a different kind of marker. Not a marker that's going to motivate me to keep moving forward. But a marker that said, "Look how far." That says, "Look how far you've come. I've made it here, and I'll just keep moving forward. And hopefully, um, I won't resort back, revert once things settle in." That's where the work comes in. When it's hard, right? I'm sorry. When it's easy, you know, you don't have to do the work. It's when it's harder. So for you, when life is a little sort of more normal, that's when you might revert back. And that's when you have to do the work to remind yourself of what's important. And I think I was doing that work anyway. You were. Yeah. And this just showed me, it's like, okay, here's where you are in that work. 
and here's where you can continue to improve. But you That's know, cool. I'm, we, proud. I, I'm I'm excited for you to have a different sort of take on the new year. It is a shame that 2020 shaped up to be so shitty though, because those goofy glasses that people wear on New Year's Eve. Uh, the 2020 was great because the zero served as the eye holes. Perfect. Usually, I mean, 2021. That was the only good thing that came out of 2020. Well, the, I really hate it when people wear them and it's 2017 and like they like your eye. It's not a nice eye hole. Yeah. How how did they do 1992? Were the were the glasses the the circles in the nines? I don't know when they first started even doing those glasses. Uh, I do know that the first New Year's Eve ball drop in Times Square was 1907. Wow. At that point, I, it wasn't luring. You didn't have a Mariah Carey coming out, despite everyone knowing that she's washed up, you know, <laughs> luring them out to the pen, which it's an experience. I understand You're talking about being in Times Square. Yes. Going to Times Square on New Year's <sighs> Eve. But the yeah. people you have to get there at 2 p.m. They put you in yeah. a pen, a, a gated area. That is your spot. You cannot leave. People sneak in snacks and booze, but then you have to pee. You're going to have to go to the bathroom. So some people wear diapers. I'm sure there's a lot of people pissing in bottles, uh, probably on the ground. If it's yeah, a, Not as a lady. You can't just squat down in the middle of everyone and pee. I, I, I guarantee desperate times call for desperate measures. If you're stuck in that thing and it's only 4 p.m. and you've got so many hours. What do you have at that point? Eight yeah. hours to go? I want to hear. I mean, there has to be people online that post their experiences of going to Times Square. You can read it. It is miserable. I, I bet. I don't know if it's cold. Ugh, and then the camera comes on to you and then you have to pretend like, or like that you can even hear the music that's happening because I'm sure it echoes off all the buildings. I'm going to look at what you say. 1992. Yeah. New Year's Eve glasses you know i'm pointing out the the Times square thing it's not well look here they are here's a here's a goofball wearing 1991 uh the I nines the nines <laughs> that makes sense right there in the yeah. nines the so what 71 1970 you need something that doesn't have a loop in it new well even years. like 2018 they just put a a as like a glasses o in the one <laughs> yeah that's get out of here with this stuff yeah. Why why do we why are we wearing glasses? People. Oh, the two thousands, like just the two thousands, that was the best year of the glasses. Yeah, at that point. Because there's yeah, there's two O's in the middle. Yeah, that was the height of it. The glasses makers didn't have to get creative. They just uh -uh. printed that shit up and sold it to people for some ungodly thing. Yeah. I I know we're not bringing up anything. When it's going to be like the year 3127, they're going to be fucked. <laughs> I just, I don't know what the big deal is in celebrating. Then it's just an excuse to party. Is that ultimately what it is? No, no. It's, it's, think about, I mean, it is a huge mark in time. What is a whole a new year? New year. It's made up. It's something that we created. Sure. It's based on the earth going around the sun. I get that. So we're in the same spot. Fine. But it's still the calendar and the passage. You could just say we're in that spot again. We made it, but we've set it up. So the years count up and it's all this goes back to our well, 100. Listen, that's how we do, listen. I mean, time 
right? Time is a construct. So that's not what I'm arguing. Time's not but a I construct in itself. Count oh, years this way. Time in itself is not a construct because it does pass things, have lifespans. The whole universe has a lifespan. It's going to die at some point. It'll burn out. There'll yeah, be... but our time is different than anybody else's time. We've just labeled it and quantified it. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's a construct. It's made up. Well, that part's made up. It's there. It exists. We just found ways to measure it is all. And that's what I'm saying. And we measure the years this way. And for us humans, it is not, it's a nice thing to me. It always feels it's funny. That you said that it was such a dreaded, like another year closer to death. I really always feel like so hopeful for the new year. And I think like, wow, you know, I'm alive during this year and I'm watching us go into this year and what's this year going to be you know what i mean i always i always have um like a real romanticized ideas i i have romanticized ideas about the past and the future the only time you get romantic that's not true i like romance you're not that you're not that romantic of a person and then uh when it comes to new year's eve though where everyone else is doing the same thing and it doesn't mean anything it's like going out on Valentine's Day. How romantic can it really be when everyone around you is doing the same thing? It's the, yeah. look, it's the. I'd rather go out the day after Valentine's Day. To me, New Year's Eve feels like the packaged, prepackaged, mm -hmm. and sold reflective. Uh, I don't. What is the product i guess is the best way it just feels okay. like it's it's boxed up and sold to people uh who aren't normally reflective and now here's an opportunity for them to do it and they think that they're deep thinkers and really self-aware and taking inventory on where they stand and where they want to go it's like okay no you're not you're not you're just getting do you into think this that's what that's people's that's most people's experience yes 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 you should do that other days shouldn't be on this very specific day that's here yes. it is. Yeah, here it is. All right. Yeah, I'm doing that thing. I'm really getting you're not you're not. A, so I wrote that's funny that you say that I wrote that down about um, in my notes about resolutions. And I said, nah, something you should work on all year. <laughs> yeah, that goes to show the failure rate of resolutions, which makes sense. You just arbitrarily pick New Year's because it represents something because we said it did. And yeah. you put it into you got to ramp up to these things. You need to prepare for any kind of change. It doesn't just happen because the calendar flips over. It's superficial, you know? Like what? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to eat ice cream this year. Impossible. Even something like that. You can't just... Yeah, maybe not. Because if you're, if you're to a point where you need to give up ice cream, at that point, it's something more psychological. There's a reason why you're going for that ice cream. And you're just going to substitute it with, you know, like, I don't know, almond joys. Ugh, I wouldn't. <laughs> maybe you may as well be eating straw at that point shredded coconut i feel like a horse eating hay what do you like mounds i don't like either i don't like coconut oh i love i love mounds i don't like coconut coconut i can't i i don't want to eat coconut but i your point is taken i would just eat m&ms or something for the rest of the okay week. yeah you would just substitute it but i feel as though and then you're not and then you're not really doing the work of of having uh, uh, of the reason behind your resolution it's just something you put out there because everyone wants to change and nobody wants to do the real work. And that's very representative of what New Year's Eve is. I'm thinking about things now. I'm thinking about myself and my being and how I impact others and how I'm living my life. No, you're not. You're just doing See, it. See, that's not, that's not what I was thinking about 
the year past and the year ahead, I was I thought about like what will this what will the what will this next year bring? Not what I'm gonna do or my part in it, but I I I enjoy um sort of the celebration of seeing it, you know, of paying attention to what happened this year and then who knows what's gonna happen next year. If Isn't you sit, interesting No, because if you sit back the concept's interesting. When I say no and dismiss it, it's because if you sit back and you just see what the year is going to bring, most things that are just brought to you passively, as we've already established, are shitty. Fires, natural disasters, pandemics, wars. There's nothing good. There's not just the sky opens up and, and rains candy. Look what this year brought me. Here's, here comes... Yeah, but lots of good things happen in a year. Here comes the money cane that developed in the Atlantic Ocean, and then the cities are rooting for the, the hurricane to hit because it's bringing money. When you're passive, good things don't tend... The year doesn't bring you anything good. You, it sometimes maybe it presents you with opportunities that still require you to actively pursue them or be involved with them or work on them. Uh, new job opportunity, love. I mean, it's just not you don't just sit there and then someone knocks on the door. It's like, look no. what the year brought me. They brought me new love. No, the only thing that it brings you if you're passive is shit. So I, I look at the year. I don't look at the year as anything. I'm just, I think the best I could ever get to for New Year's Eve is to just not think about what the next year is going to bring, not regret what the past year brought or what I got out of it or what I'm going to get out of the new year. It's just, Hey, my life's in a good spot and okay. I'm not overly anxious about death right now. And I just want to keep moving. And then maybe I could get to a spot where I could just enjoy hanging out with some people without any added pressure. And I could look past all the amateurs and chumps out there. Yeah, getting drunk there's and loud. There's a lot loud. of pressure at a when you're a certain age. There's a lot of pressure for New Year's Eve to be something specific. Well, there's always pressure for these holidays when you're a certain age, and for some people at any age to be something specific. I do view New Year's Eve as the more thoughtful St. Patrick's Day, for example, or Cinco <laughs> de Mayo. It's like you're just going out and getting you're right. Drunk. It's a thoughtful St. Patrick's Day. Oh, but I'm putting yeah, I'm putting a little more self-reflection into it. Oh, good for you. I'm putting on a fancier dress. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, I forgot about like dressing a certain way for New Year's. It's being freezing a thing. cold, but I'm gonna wear my flip flops because that's what I do. I'm a bro who wears flip flops. <laughs> Twenty. It's so cold outside, but I'm gonna wear my spaghetti strap sparkly dress. Yeah, it's really short. 24 7, 365 flip flops for me. Okay. <laughs> and I think it's still best to avoid, if, if, again, if I get to the point, maybe I would go to a small gathering with some people that I care about. Yeah. Yeah. Clock strikes midnight, kiss someone, the end. <gasps> a lot of pressure to kiss somebody. Gotta have somebody to kiss on New Year's. And if you don't, you're a loser, and everyone yep. knows it. Mm-hmm. Everyone can see. Oh. So and so's here, and they don't have a date to kill. Susan, you kiss him. <laughs> well, that's why you love Jim. When, won't mind. That's why you love when Harry met Sally, because finally, <gasps> Aww. finally, New Year's Eve brings them together after so many years of being in each other's orbits. And then they probably lasted a year. No, they had an exit interview. 
They're married still. <laughs> um, but yes, just to sum that up, that's the best I could get to with, with New Year's is just to not think about it so much and not get so angry about it. When I get angry about it, I think, all right, what's going on with you, Greg? What's happening here? You're still angry. <laughs> this feels a little misplaced. It just feels inauthentic. We know this. Anyone who listens to the show knows that I don't deal well with inauthenticity. Mm-hmm. I just it, here's a thing, and we're just going to do it. Fine. Well, I was thinking your uh, your reaction seems misplaced, right? Mine. Yeah. Mine to say to be so angry at a holiday because it exists and it puts puts undue pressure on me, and it it it, but from su- whom? it suggests that I, I need guess to act. Say like, what are you doing for New Year's? It suggests I need to act a certain way, and I don't like yeah. that imposition. How dare There's you? a lot of shit for women too on New Year's to be like uh, a lot of products to be sold to women about like cleansing your bodies and detoxing and the weight you've put on over Christmas and and the holidays. Yeah, get There's rid a lot of, of that bullshit too. Get rid of it, you filthy pig. Yeah. How dare you put on those pounds? How dare you enjoy yourself by eating some foods? Don't you know that you're supposed to be skinny as a rail? Well, you're. It's not like you have to be skinny, but you're bad you know there's a lot of um verbiage uh when women are eating certain things say like, oh i was so bad today i had a snickers yeah you well i was so bad i had three pieces of pumpkin pie i was so bad oh my god you gross brontosaurus eating well i mean so to much. say like it's fine if you want to lose weight that's you... fine but to put all of, like i believe that this is not a radical thing to say but Words really do have a power to them. And when you start talking about food as bad, then you're really setting yourself up for um, failure. You know, because food isn't bad. It's just food. And you're not bad. Shame. Eat certain things. Shame is not a good motivator. Mm-mm. Yet. It, I mean, it's a motivator in the sense that I think it works for a little bit. And then you just give up. Right. And it's easy. It's easy to access. It's like a quick, easy access because the real work is much more difficult. You have to really think about like, why am I uh, in a fugue state eating these chips? Why? What just happened that made me? Oh, I just got in a fight with my daughter. Okay. Now I that projection. (laughs) Did you just eat a bunch of chips because you fought your six year old daughter? No, but I've been there. That is a true story. That is a short story from my own life. I get in a fight with Ellie, and then later I find myself with my chips and sour cream. And knowing what I'm doing and being like, I'm going to keep doing it. And then later I'm like, why did I do that? And then I put it two and two together. There's nothing to be proud of when you're shamed into doing something. So. Yeah, you can't keep the momentum going. But again, uh, you can apply that to what we're talking about—the pressure of a new year that you can feel. I don't feel any. And pressure. the pressure that we, the pressure that all of us are putting on 2021. Like 2021, better fucking step their pussy up because if it doesn't, we're gonna be pissed. <laughs> don't lump me into that. <laughs> a lot of people will be pissed because again, yeah, if it's just the regular year with just, like leftovers from 2020 still you know influencing the rest of this year seven months into this into 2021 we're gonna be pissed 2021 is supposed to be our savior year 
our savior. That's interesting that you bring that up. A lot of people probably are approaching it that way. And if things don't change, who, who knows where they're going to go mentally? Yeah. They're just going to say, fuck it and live as selfishly as possible at that point. Um, well, I mean, I heard somebody say that like, uh, the roaring twenties, like all the stuff that happened in the twenties, the social change and stuff that that happened after the Spanish flu. Yeah. 1918. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So I was just, what what is the change? What's the change you're talking about? Well, women cutting their hair short, hemlines getting shorter, women having weird semi-independence. Yeah, the suffrage movement. Yeah, all of that. Like it all, everybody went a little wild. And then even in a smaller way, like the sort of button up 60s into the free wheeling 70s. You know what I mean? There's going to be, there's going to be a sort of not backlash but there's going to be a response to people being so pent up sounds like women are going to be empowered oh my god <laughs> not that <laughs> everything you presented that, yeah there's going to be there's going to be a response to everyone having you know to um quarantine and watch the watch out you know well i think when you lose things or things are presented differently when when you're living your life and everything's just moving along just fine you tend to not take note of things that aren't so great unless it's happening to you directly. And mm-hmm. again, when you're in a spot where your life has been upended and then you start looking at all the other things that are going on um, that are bad that maybe still don't directly affect you, but because it's presented and you're like, oh, maybe I can relate to this a bit more, then I, it makes sense that there's some kind of social change. After the fact, uh, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is absolutely ridiculous has nothing to do with the New Year's Eve, but it's like health insurance being tied to full time employment, whatever you want. It needs to be reformed and we don't need to go too deep into it. And I know there's the argument should it be socialized, whatever, whatever you want. If you want it to remain, pro- it needs to be reformed. It makes yeah. zero sense that your health insurance is tied to full-time employment. It's an archaic system that was put into place when there were more people to be employed. There were more jobs out there than you know employees. So companies would lure you over with different benefits packages. That's why it's like, hey, you come over here, you get all the insurance, and this is, that's done. That's finished. Most people don't even work full-time anymore. They may work full-time hours, but not traditionally full-time is what I mean. Mm-hmm. With the gig economy, people can work many jobs, and the fact that healthcare is so right, hard to access full time and it's mm-hmm. tied to full-time employment when a pandemic cost people a lot of their jobs because those jobs went away and then they lost their health insurance during a health crisis. It makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah, so maybe something like this is what it takes for more people to get on board with such a thing because for the most part, people, oh, I got my health insurance. My life's okay. Those other people mm-hmm. don't have, they're just not working hard enough. Go rot in hell, you son of a yeah, bitch. That's not, that's not the case here. So, you know, something like this will reframe that, but that's more tied to the pandemic and not New Year's Eve. But, you know, if you want to tie it to 2020. Oh, somebody will just say, I don't want my taxes to go up, so I'm going to vote against that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other argument. (laughs) We won't go there. Um, As far as New Year's Eve goes, were you one who liked to go to parties? Did you go to parties quite often? Was that your thing? Yeah, I did. Mm Mm-hmm. 
like I said, I always felt really hopeful and sort of excited to, it sounds so lame, but like to be witnessing the change in year. Oh, those last 10 seconds give me such anxiety when people are counting. Really? I feel as though it's what it feels like when you know you're dying. You're like, all right, 10, nine. It's like, this is it. This is coming to an end. Oh, that's so, you really feel that for real? Yes. I don't like it. Who counts down to their death? I'm just saying that's Nobody. what, no, but it's what it could, that's probably what it feels like. Wow. This really is coming to an end. It's over. We're moving on. And no, at some point in your life, that's going to happen. You're going to have not a, like that. You're going to have a, you're not going to count down literally like that, but it's going to be a moment where maybe if you're lucky enough, you'll get hit by a car and killed me. You're thinking this is ending. This is it. I had that when I was drowning. Yeah. So now that's you just should. for a second though, or just for you know, a certain amount of time. And then it felt real good to just relax and die. Given. So it kind of feels good. And you flood with endorphins, but these yeah. parties you would go like you're going to take like a really good nap. What were the parties? Ooh, what were these parties you would go to? Oh, just friends parties. Um, Did you ever sit at home before you had kids? Yes. There was one year uh, where a boyfriend and I stayed home. Were you bummed by that? I was trying to make it a fun time. I was like, let's hang out together and we'll get drunk and we'll have snacks. You know, but... Uh, I didn't feel like I wanted it to. I was like putting a lot of pressure on how it was going to be. So you were disappointed. Um, you didn't go out and party that New Year's. Not disappointed, but more disappointed with, I don't know, the experience of that year. Uh, it wasn't anything special. Some year in the 2000s. <laughs> Who were you dating? When, when those glasses were perfect. Who were you dating? Wade. Oh. Well, he, you know, he's disappeared from the face of the planet, so he's not listening to this. Anybody knows him. Tell him to get online so I can stalk him. Where is Wade? Where is Wade? Please help us. W-I-W. W-I-W. Where Where is is Wade? Wade? You should get it on a a wristband Mm -hmm. bracelet. We'll get, it'll, it'll, the same person who's wearing that is also wearing the Dolphins are Pandas Pandas. t-shirt. Pandas, I, yeah, I forget what our saying was there. <laughs> How many times did you sit in that courtyard when you lived in that uh, hellhole building in Midtown Atlanta? Oh, yeah. It was such a great I community. I don't remember the new year there. It was such a wonderful community. God, it really was. We all sat God, in the courtyard the together. I'm telling you, there was... I know one it was. Of the it year, was a cool place. One of the new... Huh? I said, I know it was. It was a cool place. Yeah, I loved it there. Um weirdly <laughs> one of the new years that i really enjoyed was with tim andrews what did you do we weren't dating yet but he asked me to go to this new year's thing um that was like part of the radio station thing and i guess i, I liked him <laughs> and we went did he kiss and, you that night yeah Wow, was there tongue? No, 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 no. It was very sweet. It was very sweet, nice. The yes. tongue was already out of his mouth before it got to your mouth. You saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, I just sucked on the tongue. We didn't really touch lips. Wiggling like a worm. <laughs> My tongue wasn't involved, but his was very involved. One of those deep sea fish that has the dangling light worm thing in front An of it. Angler fish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come here. 
take yeah, this. Yeah, and I just, I just sucked the, the tongue up. When did you start dating after that? I don't know, after. But so there was a woman there uh, that was part of the bod squad uh, who was like scrambling near the end of the night to find someone to kiss, somebody to kiss. And she came up to us and asked if we could triple kiss or something. And I was like, we were both like, no. Uh-uh. And I was, it was just like a, I don't know, sweet sort of early moment between us that was sweet. <laughs> I just remember that. I remember that New Year's being really nice. Well, this poor woman on the bod squad probably didn't find anyone to kiss and her self-worth plummeted. No, I think she probably three-way kissed somebody else. Always a three-way kiss. It's more important to find to find someone to kiss than to just not kiss. So you'll do a three-way kiss. What's a three-way kiss? That, well, that's a very good question. Have you ever question. three-way kissed anybody? No. Me I also, I also haven't three-way sexed anyone because I don't too much work. Too much pressure. And look, if it's two dudes and one woman, the other guy is like, ah, and I got to compete with him. He's going <laughs> to show me up. And if it's two women and just, it's like, wow, they're going to talk after this and say, man, that was nothing. <laughs> so why would I want to get involved in such a thing? Yeah. Why would I ever? But no, three-way kiss. I have no idea what that would be and the, the, that the importance is attached to this. Um, yeah, the kissing is dumb, I guess. But, I mean, it's nice when you have someone to kiss. I'm trying to think of the best New Year's Eve I had. Mm-hmm. I think last year was pretty good, even yeah. though I tried to lure you out and you refused to show up. You went to a really cool place. Got Sheer Hall. It yeah. was just, they opened up this back catering room. As You think of a bad wedding, kind of a depressing wedding. That's where they had it. And they had a few decorations up, a live band that played, a bunch of senior citizens but it was great i absolutely yeah, that awesome. yeah because it was a nice place to where everyone there was there just to hang out uh right. you know i had a lot of friends who came to town from atlanta and my friends here and yeah it was enjoyable because there were people that you cared about we were around and we didn't go do anything wild or something that seemed you know would have been um viewed as cool right yeah well this could be cool to the right person but it's like we just did it because we wanted to do it and yeah like it wasn't a hip place it wasn't a place that people want like people were trying to get into and the status of you being there meant something it wasn't like that no so i really enjoyed last year look it up on authenticity look it up on yelp got sheer hall no one knows how to spell got sheer like it's a group of things oh it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would say that it was a g umlaut Umlaut, T S C H E A R R E. No, the Gottschiers are uh, German settlers of a specific region. Spell it. It's G O T T S C H E E R. I was really close. I was so close. (laughs) So the vast majority of Gottschiers and their descendants now live in the U.S., mainly in New York and Cleveland. Rewind that 30 seconds and see how close I was to I'm not, that. I'm not rewinding anything. That requires some post-production editing. Do which, it. No. We're recording this on Sunday night. This thing's got to go up. It's hey, I be, was ready to record at 4 p.m. It's got, and you were ready to record at 10 a.m., you said. and then I was ready. I, and then I woke up at like 9.40. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> we didn't even have a topic until later. 
but that was a good New Year's Eve, and I think uh, Y2K was a weird one because yeah, I was not buying into. I was the Y2K denier back I, then. I we were pretty young. It was tied to our senior year in high school, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is our graduation year. But yeah, leading up in the panic, maybe if I were older, I don't think I would have bought into it still. I would. I Planes would. were supposed to fall out of the sky is what people, I mean, like every, people moved to, uh, they, they like uh, went off the grid because they thought that the world was going to end. You've always got the people who buy into the panic. And of course, yeah. the media is going to sell the panic because it gets readership and gets eyes, mm-hmm. viewership. I, I I don't know enough about. I mean, I know what it was. Y two K. The pro, the computers calendars weren't going to go to two thousand, and it was going to throw all these automated systems off. I don't know how real the obviously the threat wasn't that real, but leading up to it, it's so I was so pat. Obviously, we all heard about it and we're thinking about it, but this is one of those things. You're very self absorbed when you're seventeen years old, going into eighteen, and I was like, yeah, whatever. It's, I was, I was, I, or I hear about this well, thing. Well, at that point, at, at our age, at that point, what could we have done? Nothing. Well, n- no, nothing. But I just, I didn't even think about it at all. I knew that, uh, what Chris. What could most anybody do? I knew that Chris the Jericho. The only people that, the what? I knew that Chris Jericho, the wrestler, started calling himself Y2J. <laughs> so I liked that. Cool. He's cool. He's still around. And the AEW, you really got the AEW off the ground. Don't, don't you make. Do? What's his, like catchphrase don't make fun of jericho he doesn't come i'm not making fun of jericho i love that that tv show <laughs> yeah yeah tell me what happened in it uh there was a nuclear explosion and yeah town... we all knew that from the marketing <laughs> stop trying to and stall so you can look hold it on, up what's the guy's name jericho TV show. We don't need to talk about Jericho. That we already talked about Jersey Shore in the pre-show. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. Let's oh, not talk yeah. about. Let's not talk oh, about. But I want to find out his. What's his name? <sighs> <laughs> Hold on. Oh, what's his name? This is not important. Skeet, 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 skeet. Jake, o- skeet, Oldrich. Okay, great. I feel satisfied. Now we can move on. I finally feel comfortable enough to move on. Here's what happened. 99 into 2000. Oh, and the guy from uh and the guy from Walking Dead. Who? <laughs> I don't remember his name. He's the guy with the like the bow staff in uh I don't know Walking who that is. Dead. Did he come in in a later season? I didn't I In Walking Dead, yeah. Oh no, he was in the first season, but um he was with his son and then later and the wife who was a zombie in the town. His wife was a cares? zombie in the town. Who cares? And he who was trying to shoot. And he, he came I to a point where he care. had to like and shoot his wife, but he wouldn't. I don't care. And uh, Rick left him a walkie-talkie, but and oh, he was trying good. to always get back Great. in touch with him. Great. What Walking Dead used to be okay. Fine. I'm going back to the year 2000. Well, New Year's Eve 99 to what 2000. What year did Walking Dead was that supposed to be in? It doesn't matter. I was at my friend Robert's. We were all drunk underage. And at some point, an older brother of someone I was uh, went to school with in the same grade, I didn't like her. And, I mean, I did like her. I had a crush on her. Oh. Probably was in love was... with her. Oh. And then that changed. Didn't like her. 
And then our older brother came and said, I hear you don't like my sister. I said, no, not really. He's like, is it worth me kicking your ass over? And I said, no. And then for whatever reason, an hour and a half elapsed. And I thought about him saying that to me and I got really angry Uh and I called him over and I tried to break a beer bottle on the railing of the deck outside so I could stab him with it. And the bottle didn't break. (laughs) It was, that was my best. Bounced off of that aluminum sounding. No, it was a, uh, no, it was a wood deck railing. Okay. And I tried to break the bottle and I thought, oh, that looks so much easier in TV and movies. And then what? I don't know. Well, the, I, I do know the host of the party who was a few years older than us. He, uh, and who was my friend more than the other guy's friend came over and got involved and kicked the other guy out of the party. What a weird, like, okay. I understand he's trying to protect his younger sibling, but what's that? What does it mean? You're going to like her now? Because he threatened you? You're like, oh, okay, I like her. I don't know. Maybe I was running. There was a, there was a lose, lose. Is it And worth... then you lost again. Lose, lose, lose. Well, I was embarrassed. you couldn't break the bottle. It was very embarrassing. What if I had broken it? Was I really going yeah, to stab would you, him? you have gone through with it? No. <laughs> or maybe I would have, and I wouldn't be here right now. Who knows what would have. My life would have taken a completely You need to different... always carry one of those, like, sugar bottles that, like, prop people use. So if that ever happens, you can, like break a bottle and just threaten it because i mean that's all people really i mean nobody no one's gonna like step up to getting maybe stabbed with a glass bottle i'd love that's all you need it's just the threat of getting stabbed well uh let's see if there's any other new year's i once went to helen georgia spent the night in helen spent a shitload of money on a hotel in helen by yourself no i went with a girlfriend and friends (laughs) one of my friends that you've hooked up with so many years ago, long time ago, but you know who I'm talking about now. Yep. And he had his girlfriend. Continue. Yeah, that was strange. Why go to Helen? Eh, it was enjoyable. And then uh, once there was something tied to 96.7 The Buzz where we took some listeners in an RV down to Universal Studios in Orlando and went to see Whoa. Godsmack on <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> Hmm. Godsmack. When are you looking up Godsmack? You're looking them up now. Yeah, forget the songs. Hold on. Nobody wants mm. to hear the songs of Godsmack. I stand alone. All right, you want me to play this for a little bit? Yeah. No, nope. Sorry, my computer's being slow. I stand alone. Which one is that? Or is it Awake? Under your scars. There are too many. I don't know which is which. Bulletproof. Oh. What's the best one? Crying like a bitch. Oh, my greed. Is Awake? I feel like Awake is it. All right, let me know which one. But I, for what for whatever reason, this was the grand prize. We also had to God, live... So, oh, I recognize the album cover with that girl. We had to live in an RV with these people. Ew. I don't... This which is Awake. This? this is Awake. I don't know. Come on, get to it. They're in a prison? Or is this in a... S- <laughs> yeah! This is, um... This is a bumper going into Loveline. This is? 
Uh-huh. That's embarrassing. You should never listen to the love line again. Crunchy guitar. Wow! Here it comes. Listen. <laughs> What's the chorus of this song? I wish they would get to it. Come on! How long? I, we don't need a minute lead-in until you get to the lyrics. This is very of the time, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I like some chicken. I want it fried. For you. Is this the chorus? I'm awake because of you. All right, it's enough of that shit. I feel like it you says, could... It says that its number one hit was Bad Magic. I'm not listening to any more Godsmack. Yeah. <laughs> but that's int- Bad Magic. What year was that one? 2001. Hmm. Whatever. I feel like you could relate to that song. Oftentimes you said you feel awake now, and that's exactly the message oh, yeah. of that song. Because of you, I'm alive. Because of you, I'm awake. Those guys were thoughtful. And they just put oh, it... Oh, yeah. I'm listening to Bad Magic now. You got to play it. Uh, don't make me play. This is not. <sighs> this is. Well, OK, it sums up my feelings on New Year's Eve. Godsmack and New Year's Eve intertwined forever. Did you have to leave so early in the morning to get down to. We lived. Orlando? We had an RV. We lived in an RV with these listeners. For how long? Two nights. I don't remember. Wow. That's weird. In a in a Walmart parking lot, and you yeah. weren't you weren't allowed to dump in it, so you had to go into the Walmart. Weird. Gosh, man! Sounds the same to me as the other. You recognize it though? No. <laughs> nope well i'm sorry autumn i'm leaving you hanging on that one you know for some reason the first thing i thought of was that i feel so alive for the very first time who was that i can't deny you i don't know i have to google it i feel so alive for the very okay song Oh, P.O.D. <laughs> oh, yeah. P.O.D. Yeah. What did P.O.D. stand for? Some Weren't they some religious band? Yeah, I think that they were. They are. Uh, P.O.D. Uh, oh, my God. This is what news. Remember P.O.D.? Payable on death. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sonny Sandoval. Oh, he died of a fatal illness. <gasps> he did. Oh. I used to make fun of Sonny Sandoval when we used to play them on the buzz, but. You know, mm-hmm. now that he's dead, I feel bad. You know what? He's not. What? So alive. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I said when Lane Staley died of Alice in Chains. Uh, you loved Alice in Chains, didn't you? Nah, I just, I mean, it, it uh, rings to a certain time. 
Well, more than I like the music. I did a break on the air when I said Lane Staley used to sing about the man in the box. Now he is the man in the box. Oh! Yeah, that did not go over. And look, it's insensitive. I get it. I was young and trying to be shocking. I'm the man in the box. Look, it's a guy who actually died and he had people who cared about him and they were suffering and hurt. And yeah. I, but at the time, I was like, I'm just going to say this thing. Sure. Because, you know, I just resented the music in general. Got in my way. Oh, my nose and shit. All right. So what was your worst New Year's Eve? I really feel like it's somewhere in the 2000s. I didn't really have one that I thought, oh, this one's horrible. Because like I said, I feel like a lot of times they were really hopeful feeling. Even if, you know, I think that there were two New Year's's where I was working at the W uh, as a cocktail waitress and so I was there until midnight um, and then I rushed out as fast as I could um, to go meet up with friends um, and one year I had to drive way out to like the boonies because that's where like Wade <laughs> my friends with him were uh, and then there was another year that I just flew out to Lawrenceville uh, to be with my friends. Uh, but those, even those times, like, I don't know. I, boring. it was really busy at the, at the, at the bar, you know? And so I was like <laughs> playing bartender, yeah. you know? And this is boring on them. You don't have a Godsmack you know, story. You I had, don't. I had, I'm sorry. You only had nice times. I know. Godsmack. Um, Godsmack made me think this is the state of the world. This is the music. That's good. Let's, uh, let's end it. Okay, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, please like and subscribe. You're wrapping it up you. on that, huh? All I right. thought that you said to do that. No, I didn't say. When did I say that? Just now. No, I didn't. Rewind it back 30 seconds. I didn't say Greg that. Said, I said I didn't say. He didn't said, let's end it there. I meant let's end the world here. Let's end everything because Godsmack oh. is. Uh, well, listen, how long is this gone? I mean, we can wrap it up. Okay, so you're going to take, you always take New Year's Eve as hopeful. I'm just going to take it as a thing and try not to think about it too much. That's my goal. And, you know, hopefully it does serve some people well this year and makes and them I, think. I have no plans. Makes them think that neither do I. Uh, I'm just going to hang out. Yeah. That's fine. Me too. Okay. Uh, and I do want to say that even though 2020 has sort of sucked, you know, for so many people, I think, and, and 2020 has been very difficult for me personally. I think it's also been the greatest year of awakening for me. Just like and God's for Mac. personal growth. And so I think in the end, uh, 2020 has been a very good year for me. A difficult year is what you're saying. And I'm sorry that you're being vulnerable and open and sincere. And I said, just like Godsmack song awake when you said it has been an awakening. Yeah. But yeah, why don't you <laughs> well, tell like, us? Like we talked about where like you, you know, you build strength through resistance and a lot of this year has been difficult and has been, uh, ultimately better. I, I came out the other side a little better. Good. Why don't you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, and I... Uh, oh. <laughs> well, and I feel alive. For a future show. I was doing that on purpose. I said, tell us more about those details. I know. And I know. Then, then I had the music interrupt us. That was my Don't joke. Don't dissect the frog. I, under- I got it. Okay, take us out.
All right. Thanks for listening to One Topic. Like and subscribe, rate and reviews. Tell your friends about us. They're probably sick of all their murder podcasts. Let them listen to something that's thoughtful with two people who listen to each other and respect each other. So find us uh, on all the podcatchers and um, support our sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. Use our code ONETOPIC15 to get 15% off. And thank you very much. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Let's take us out with a hit. Yeah. What year was this? I don't know, 2000? This is supposed to be the end of the show, Autumn. Shh. Don't disrespect the music. That's enough. I can't deal with it. (laughs) Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce. But I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, zero fillers, additives or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.